Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Um, what am I listening to? Sick. Everyone immediately unfollowed and deleted. Yep. Right then and there. Yep. Bye forever. Bye forever. (laughs) (laughs) So those of you still still enjoying the shit show. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. How's it all going, everybody? You know who I am, and you know who she is, and you know what the fuck is about to go down. Yeah, we've got no guest stars, so let's just fuck shit up right now. (gasps) That was scary. That scared me a little. (laughs) (laughs) I peed a little. So, um, what should we start with, Joe? Should we start with... We something? have so much to cover today. We have so much. Let's start with a nice relationship update before we go in. Okay, let's talk relationship update. How's your perfect relationship, Joe? <laughs> How is I'm it? grinning. <laughs> it is fantastic. My boyfriend just met my brother's dog, and my brother's dog loves him because he's a little traitor. <laughs> my, the dog, not Challen. Challen's also a traitor. But, yeah, absolutely loves him. And I was like, can I just get one person in my life who does not love my boyfriend, please? Right. I'll can try, but, like, it's hard. Little Nazi. Little Nazi poster child. Just so cute. <laughs> just so cute. <laughs> just so cute. What's his one flaw? He is too great and too pretty, so he looks like a Nazi. He's not actually a Nazi. No. He just looks like a Nazi. He just looks like a Nazi. It's fine. My favorite thing <laughs> is he visited me at work recently and then he was like oh do you have time to go on a little break or something and i was like you know what sure i'll take his head and we we were hanging out and i started doing little reviews our uh, album reviews on snapchat where if a new album comes out i'm like oh this is what I, these are songs that i like these are songs that i didn't like these were my favorites and then an overall review mm-hmm. and i did fergie's album double duchess and Challen is obsessed with that album. He gave it a 10 out of 10. I gave it a 4 out of 10. Ooh. I did not care for it. Oh, Trouble in Paradise. Oh, man. He, he, we went out. He's like, I just want to let you know that I know that it's dumb. <laughs> but also, I was incredibly upset that you did not like this album. <laughs> and then he just tried to, like, rationalize. He's like, I gave it a 10 out of 10. But I harsh too nice. Or I judged too nicely. So I dropped it down two points. So 8 out of a 10. And you judged too harshly. So you give it a 4 out of 10. So I decided to add those two points. So it's a 6 out of 10. And so, if you do it as an average, it's a 7 out of 10. So we as a couple gave this album a 7 out of 10. And you know what? I can live with that. And I was like, no, I gave it a 4 out of 10 specifically, because that album was garbage. And he was like, we're giving this album a 7 out of 10. And my favorite thing ever is that every person I've tried to tell this story to immediately comes back with, wait, Fergie released a new album? for me because I thought you said furry and I didn't know that the furries are the type of people to release any kind of album and so I was beyond confused. That'll be my big break. I'll be like One Direction but furries. Can I uh, just say something that's going to be not popular at all? Unpopular opinion? I feel like One Direction is stronger apart than they are together. I feel like all the songs that they've come out with, like now, mm-hmm. as individuals, are much stronger than One Direction songs. I think Zayn, mm-hmm. who was my second to least favorite One Direction member, 
has had the biggest break in how the how different the music sounds. So that's good for him. Everybody else's album or songs that have come out still sound like they're in One Direction to me. That's fair. So I'm still like bumping to it. So I'm like, okay. I mean, if they don't suck, like it's it's a bop. It's a bop. <laughs> it's a bop. So whatever. So yeah. So if so, they can make shitty music. I can make shitty music, and my catch-all will be that I'm fucking... I'm, I'm, I'm a furry. I'll be the fox. <gasps> It'll be like the cheetah girls where he was trying to make them into those fucking animals. Oh. We go all around the world. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is it. Someone sign me. I'm not that ugly. I'm 5'10", so people can look up to me. Yeah. And I can rock it. Please. I'd, I'd buy it. Thank you. I would buy it. I would buy the record because you know what? My status update is I got a record player. <laughs> because my hipster level just needed a little bit of up. I think I'm going to get a typewriter next. I'm just kidding. I already have a typewriter. I also have a typewriter. In storage. <laughs> but I'm thinking about bringing it out and setting it next to the record player in my apartment. God, you're delicious. And literally the only reason everyone's going to like super hardcore laugh at me and all the people that I'm dating are going to dump me. Um, but the only reason that I got it was because Mondo, the people that do like the minimalistic like movie posters have started, um, doing like vinyl and stuff. And they released the Josie and the Pussycat soundtrack (laughs) on purple leopard vinyl. And so it's coming next week. I'm very excited, but I had to buy a record player so that I could listen to it on the record player. Can I come over to your house we'll listen to the entire soundtrack on this new record player and then we do a review yes 100 percent. yes perfect <laughs> catch me on snapchat jdmonte25 mm-hmm. for all the latest updates it's gonna be so much fucking fun that's awesome i love it yes we're gonna do it Perfect. Yay. Well, that was relationship update. Paige, you want to lead totally. us into our next section? Yeah, so our... Yes. Yes. <laughs> so our next segment is um, the question of the week. So we pull the 300 strangers. <laughs> I just made JD almost spit out Where do water. we keep finding all these damn strangers? <laughs> I don't know how we can't... I do just, they listen to the podcast? They listen to the podcast. I go out on the street. They almost shoot me. But then I'm like, no, I need to ask you about sex. And they're like, okay, chill. What's up? And they're like, yes. My answer is yes, I would love to. So, um, this week's episode um, is, was it good for you? And so my question to everyone was, what makes sex good for you? So we've got a plethora of answers. Um, One of my friends uh, sent back to me, passion. The intensity with which you connect makes it so much better. And so I was talking to her and I'm like, that's great. That's like a super great answer. Like I'm kind of questioning myself now though, because am I a demisexual or am I just a sex snob? Sex snob. Yeah, maybe. So (laughs) changing my answer from the beginning of this podcast. Um, I got another, another feedback that just said having it would be a good start. (laughs) That's my absolute favorite. (laughs) I'm like, okay, chill out. Maybe you should have some. Um, I had one that said a variety of things, usually depending on the partner, but the one thing that is constant is the rush that comes with knowing that I am wanted, even if it's just for the moment. Oh. Which I thought was really, like, sweet, and I was like, oh, that's adorable. That's kind of really nice. Um, and, and I had another answer that said the same give and take. I want to know that this person wants to have sex with me as much as I do with them. And I thought this was really interesting because both of these, uh, the, these last two, 
were um, were both men, and I couldn't help but wonder. <gasps> she did it! She did it! <laughs> the, is this a dude thing? Like, I I expected these kind of answers coming from a woman who's just like, I just want to feel needed and loved and appreciated, but to hear it from a man was so different and strange and and weird and to me obvious like to me i feel like yeah of course the sex is like why would you be having sex with somebody who didn't want to have sex with you isn't that rape <laughs> like you know like that mm. just it was such a weird thing and i it never really occurred to me when i first started asking this question so joe i pose this to you mm-hmm is that something that you feel like you've heard from like your guy friends is it's like yeah to have good sex it just need, you just need to be wanted um i don't know the ages of the people that you spoke to mm-hmm. but i'm in my early 20s and i think right now the guys that are in my circle still don't really get it so right now they're like just like sex in general <laughs> well right that that's what they're excited for they so if anyone mm-hmm. wants to have sex with them that's just what they're excited about mm-hmm. i guess it could feed into the the wanting to be wanted mm-hmm. but subliminally i don't think they'd be able to compose it ideas like no it's just nice to have someone who wants to be in this kind of like relationship or this kind of like physical connection together i think right now there's like oh no sex is exciting i'm if anyone wants to have sex with me yes i'm gonna have sex with that person do you think maybe it's a self-esteem thing absolutely <laughs> well okay and that answers my question so um i got another one not from a guy which will be sort of kind of obvious in a second um and she said i like it when a guy takes charge and tells you he's doing what he wants and what he wants is to make you feel so good that eventually you could give two fucks about modesty or anything else, really. Oh, shit. And I was just like, ooh, hot, get it. So hand that person my phone number. Okay, will do. <laughs> um, and so you actually got one, Joe, that I want to read because you sent it to me and I was like, uh, is this one of our improv friends? <laughs> and you said no. But anyway, they said... Being with someone I can laugh with. Sex can be funny and awkward, and if we can't laugh or if it's too serious, it's not as fun. And I immediately wrote back to you when you sent me that. I was like, ooh, couldn't find my G-spot, but that was a damn good knock-knock joke. (laughs) 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 And, yeah. I I think (laughs) I would agree most with that one. Just because, for me, I... I guess I'm not at the position where I'm like, oh, sex is this deep, meaningful kind of thing. It's it's this fun thing that I'm doing with someone I care about for me where I am right now. So it has to be fun. Yeah. And and if you can't laugh, then I don't think you'd be having sex with the right person. Obviously, given the situation, like you don't you don't want to be role playing a kind of fantasy and then start laughing halfway through it because you can make the other person feel a little bit upset. But if it's just like sex we're just enjoying ourselves we're rolling around having fun you can laugh you can make it awkward for real yeah totally. and i uh, i just think that's the greatest thing there's a good there there is something to be said for like comfort level of and that's what it is i'm looking yeah. for that comfortability because mm-hmm. i i'm not i'm not a super sex 
obsessed person. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, sex is fine. Cool. But also, we can go to breakfast. And it brings me the same amount of pleasure. Actually, that's not kidding. If mm-hmm. I ever go to food, that supersedes any and all activities. Right. And it's like food. I but like, oh, go it. to a park. Right. It's the same thing as yeah. having sex. It's yeah. just a nice thing that we get to do together. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't do anything like that with someone I'm not comfortable with. Yeah. So it's just that comfortability to be like, oh, take it out of like the physical thing that we're doing. Are we having a good time? Are we both enjoying ourselves? Can we laugh? Can we also get into <laughs> it? Are we enjoying ourselves? And that's right. just what it comes down to for me. That's great. Quick story. So mm. I think we're turning into each other uh, because last night I we were um, going out for pan roast mm-hmm. and it was just really late and I was really hungry and I was really looking forward to pan roast. And so it was just like texting him and I was like, are you like, are you done with your nap yet? Can we go eat? Can we just, can we eat? Can we eat now? Are you ready? Can we go? <laughs> and he's like, I'm hopping into the shower. I'm like, I don't need you to hop into the shower. I need to be eating right now. You don't need to look cute or smell nice. I want my damn food. Right. I'm just like, I'm so hungry. And we like bickered a little bit, like in the car on the way there and like walking in. I was just like, as soon as I was halfway through my pan roast, I was like, I'm sorry. I was really hungry. <laughs> food is the number one thing in my child's relationship. We we have a specific spot here in town, the Cup Cafe, that we love to go to. And there has been two situations now where I go pick up Challen and I'm the one driving. And from his house, there's two ways to get on the freeway. Hmm. He likes to go the direct route and I like to go... You head west real quick and then north where he just goes... It doesn't matter. Anyway. There's just two different two ways different to get ways. on the state. Yeah. And I go the way that he doesn't go. Mm-hmm. Does it and bother him? It bothers him one because he does it since he's not familiar with it mm-hmm. he thinks i'm going the wrong way oh. and the first time that happened he's like why are we headed this way i was like oh because we're gonna get on here and then mm-hmm. go this way and he's like no you're going the wrong way and i was like and i thought about it but then i was like no this is this is the right way mm-hmm. and then after like it happened he just didn't think we were where we ended up being and he's mm-hmm. like oh that makes sense. And I was like, <laughs> you turned into such a little asshole right there. You were just like, you're wrong. And he got so mad because he thought I was taking him somewhere else. <laughs> and he was like, I'm sorry. That that was a couple of months ago. Mm. Last week, we are going to the same restaurant the exact same way. Mm. And then he's like, are you going the right way? And I was like, Chal, remember that one time where this exact same thing happened? You were wrong, but you got so mad at me because you thought I was taking you somewhere else. He's like, I don't want to talk about it, but I think you're going the wrong way. And I was like, child, we, this is the same situation. Free they run. didn't change any of the streets or the freeways. We're going the same way. <laughs> and he got super upset all over again. No. Until we got on and he's like, oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I remember. Now I remember. Oh, okay. As long as we're going the right way. And I was like, why? Why are you such a grumpy person? He's like, I just really like that restaurant. And if you were to take me anywhere else, when I, my heart is set on that restaurant, I'd be so upset. And I was like, I get it. <laughs> But you're a little bitch. <laughs> yes, true. So we had one more um, little, little uh, long one, and so I thought, sexy voice. <laughs> Do we have a guest star? <laughs> um, yeah, and it's your sexy voice. <laughs> so <laughs> now for me. <laughs> now for me, the biggest thing is being able to go and last longer than normal, in the sense of an hour and a half or to two. That's a long time. That like, is a long people time. dedicate, like, a chunk of time to sex. Like, I mean, okay. <laughs> In the middle of this. <laughs> this, this is the first gonna, sentence. <laughs> yeah, this is the first sentence, but I'm going to interject right here. 
I am all about the like days dedicated to being lazy mm-hmm. and having sex in between the lazy. Yeah. But like nonstop hour, hour and a half. I'm gonna get raw, yo. Yeah, I'm gonna chafe. Yeah, that's a while. But anyway. But yeah, but I'm like, yeah. that's also I'm like, bro, who has that much stamina? Right. I'm an old man. <laughs> You're- I don't want to be doing this. I can't eat ass for half an hour. And my my entire face is just gonna be like red. Yeah. My tongue's gonna be tired. My jaw's gonna be tired. Yeah. Like, mm-mm. And then I cramp up. But good for him. But good for this person. Yeah. Quick side story while we're telling this story before we actually start our episode. <laughs> um, me and my family went out to eat, and for some reason, my brother was telling me specifically that we we had broken up into little groups. Well, he was telling me that one time him and his girlfriend were having sex, and he got a cramp in one leg, so he tried to switch positions, and then they were going at it, and then both of his legs cramped up. So essentially, he just took his girlfriend to like threw her off of him. <laughs> So he could finish having his, like, leg spasm. And it was the funniest thing. And then I was like, I had a similar situation. But unfortunately, both of my legs cramped as I was about to orgasm. So I couldn't, like, stop doing anything. The most intense orgasm I've ever had in my entire life. I think I started crying. Because it was just a lot. And my legs hurt. And then I fell back. And I was, like, laughing and crying. I got a little hysterical. And the person I was with just didn't know what to do. And I was like, you just need to let me (laughs) have this moment for me right now. I know that sex is about both of us, but right now I almost just died. I I transcended. (laughs) And so I need you to let me have this moment. (laughs) I need you to let me have this moment. (laughs) So it was a fun bonding moment between my brother and I where we're like, oh. I love it. It's in our genes. It's it's fine. It's just (laughs) everybody. It's probably happened to dad. Let's be real. Love it. Anyway, going back. Anyways, back to this. Um, the stamina is what can make things amazing, believe it or not. An hour or two of good sex can go by very fat. This also entails, for me, beginning somewhere and ending somewhere else. The passion and the desire are all there, of course. The women wanting me and wanting me to push it longer and make it last longer is also a massive turn-on. I'm a sucker for shower sex and making it end in the bedroom or any room. Foreplay along the way is a big win as well. Nibbling on the ears, squeezing the back as you grab them tight, and making her want more even after it's over is my overall goal for good sex. Win-win if you can pull this off on having sex with that person for the first time. Yeah, which, fanning myself. I'm like, okay. Okay, that's getting a little hot and steamy. Yeah, I was like, okay, good for you, man. Good for you. That is exciting. I like to prolong foreplay. I think that foreplay a lot of the time is way better than sex. Yes. Like, way better than sex sometimes. Like, it's nuts how, like, sometimes you spend so much time on the foreplay, and the foreplay is so sexy and so exciting, and then you get to the sex, and you're like, oh. Oh. Oh, okay, that happened. So that was, all right. Can we go back? Can we go back to just the foreplay? I think it's so fun. And then just building it up in someone else, where it's just all these things, but... Right. the sex and then they just start getting wild and crazy and they're just like oh, come on let's just do it and they're just pushing them a little past that point that's always my goal I love it so that was that was our question of the episode so we're gonna go right into it so it is uh, season 2 episode 16 was it good for you so in this episode Carrie feels she's becoming a substitute for her alcoholic boyfriend's cravings Charlotte makes her partner fall asleep during sex Samantha becomes the subject of her gay friend's experiments. God bless. So we actually open, um, I think it feels like for the first time ever on Charlotte. 
Oh, is it? I feel like we have never really started with going straight into her stuff. I could be wrong, but I feel like it's been, it, it at the very least has been a while. Right. But um, yeah, we start right out with her in bed with her boyfriend, who for some reason, I don't understand why they all have to have jobs. <laughs> what and do you I don't, mean? And I don't mean that in the sense that like actually having the jobs, but like, like that's their defining quality. Oh, they just get one quality and it's their job. Right. You know, like, we know nothing about this dude except for he is dating Charlotte and that he is a cardiothoracic surgeon or some shit. You just made that up. I did. (laughs) (laughs) I was like... (laughs) I have no idea what he... He was something. I think... that was a doctor-oriented kind of a thing that made him super tired and so he, you know, fell asleep on her. But I just hate how it's always a defining factor. I think in this situation it worked because like oh he's a doctor and then we just bring in our own things about that like oh they work really late their their jobs are stressful so if he falls asleep during sex that makes sense right. everywhere else I'm just like do, do they do they have anything else right well are they just well, all their jobs yeah exactly and I'll I'll dive into that later because so we get into Carrie's boyfriend too um, so he falls asleep on her she's all sad about it. Um, and complains to the girls and it's just sort of like she's just she's just upset and everything and nothing's really resolved in that particular scene mm-hmm. um, and then we go into Samantha who is having dinner with her two gay friends both named David which I hate is annoying. I hate that so much but you said that you're like oh I hate it when they have the same name I knew a heterosexual couple who are Aaron and Aaron. Yeah, I hate it. I hate that just as much. I hate it's not it has nothing to do with sex, sexuality. I hate when two people have the same name. It's annoying. I think for some reason in a same sex couple, I'm like, okay, you're not special. That's fine. <laughs> but when it's like a heterosexual couple, I'm just like, <gasps> how did you both manage to find each other? <laughs> See, I hate it no matter what. Like whenever the two other times that I ever met someone named Paige, I was <laughs> like, well, clearly we need to fight to the death. Right. Because there can only be one. Yeah. You, I can't be in a relationship with someone else named Joe. Right. Unless it's Joe Day Lover. Holla. Oh, holla. Yeah, I'll make an exception. Well, I don't have to make an exception for a Joe Day Lover. <laughs> I would date him even we if we had the same name. We don't have the same name, so it's fine. The jokes that I know are kind of actually pretty cool. There's Day Lover, who's super awesome. Joe Atak, who's amazing. Yeah. And then Joe Garten, yeah, who is a fucking pioneer. There is, we were talking. I am the weak Joe. You are not the weak. I'm the weak child. You have a podcast and the rest of them don't. Are we sure? Almost, yeah. But anyway, okay. You're trust me. I had a whole long talk with our um, our mutual friend Hannah about this once about how literally we know like six or seven Joes and literally all of them are the most fantastic human beings on the planet. I like that. I'm glad we, I'm glad I shared that bubble with them. Yeah, we totally do. And they're all awesome. My favorite is that you have, well, I'm saying you, not that I'm not friends with them, but (laughs) you have two people that you know in your life and one of them you refer to as Alpha and the other one's Beta. <laughs> and I think that's absolutely hilarious because Beta is awful. Beta is awful and Beta is not in my life at all, to be quite I just honest. didn't know how to set this up. But yes. But I'm like, I'm trying to make it as non... As generic as yeah. possible. There's people within our realm <laughs> that, are, that are named the same name. And so, yes, there are Alphas and there are Betas. And then Alpha's super cool. And yeah. then Beta, I was like, oh, well, ew. 
Beta's gross. Why do you waste your time? Right? Yeah. I'm like, beta, bye. Beta, bye! <laughs> Gorgeous. So, anyway, the Davids want to experience <laughs> um, sex with Samantha because they're, like, the hottest girl that they know. And and I just, ugh. I just think it's, I. it seems like it's such a stupid line. Like, have you ever known a gay couple that's just like, let's just let's just do it up with the chick just to see what it's like? No, but also I don't know a lot of gay couples. That's fair. Gay couples right in. <laughs> just looked at the mic like, don't do it. I don't want to hear from your ass. But no, it, it is sort of like, I don't know. It seems stereotypical. It seems like something a straight person would make up. Right. Like, it doesn't, it didn't see, it didn't set right with me, but I was like, whatever. Um, but, and Carrie's, like, not having it, and it's great, because Samantha's like, what are you talking about? You have a sex column, and you're not being sexually explorative. And, which I'm like, exactly, Samantha, exactly. Good for you. What I liked about Samantha was during this part, because sometimes she can be just a little bit, a lot. <laughs> but in this one, everything she was saying, I was like, she is right. She pre- She's predicting this future. She she's does. like, it's not even about dating people, like, or sleeping with people who are gay, who are straight. She's like, there's going to come a point in time where everyone's pansexual, and it's just going to be about the experiences that you have with the individual. Right. Or the individuals. Yeah, and I totally wrote that down. I was like... Soon everyone will be pansexual. Are we finally there? No. I don't. Th- I think we're close, though. Like, I think there's a lot of people that are being so much more open and willing to accept other people and their differences right now. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think we are 100% there, but I think we are legit on our way to what she was saying. Like, I think we're definitely future. on our way. We are definitely much further now. Yeah, than we were at that episode. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, like I... <laughs> Totally, that was but beyond its time. And even, like, because straight girls kissing or, like, acting up with other straight girls mm. has always been a thing. Yeah. Thanks to males who are in charge of things. Yeah. <laughs> but I think now guys are getting just more comfortable with themselves and with other guys. So they they are willing to do things that before people would have been like, no, bro, don't touch me because that's gay. But what? people mm-hmm. are now just like... Yeah, yeah, but we know we're not gay, so we can do this. That's fine. We could sit on the same couch. Right. Because yeah. that doesn't mean we're gay. Yeah, right. It doesn't have to be, like, no homo all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we're coming to that. Good. And I don't know if everyone needs to be pansexual. Obviously, in a utopia, that's just the greatest thing. You just fall in love with whoever. It doesn't matter yeah. what their genitalia or their sexual, identi- sexual identity is. Mm-hmm. But if, you're gonna, if there are heterosexuals, then just having that... Okay, but we know that we're not gay, so honestly, we can do whatever. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> oh, God, I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to get there either. So then... Real quick, yes. before we move on. Because during this, Samantha's also saying, Charlotte probably is boring. No wonder the guy fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And then Carrie was standing up. She's like, no, Charlotte's... I'm, I'm sure Charlotte's fine in bed and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I never understood how you can say that. Like, obviously, yeah, you want to support your friends, but how do you just be like, oh... I'm sure you're great in bed. Like, just to be supportive. Right. Well, I feel like women, especially after this show premiered, Mm -hmm. were much more candid with each other. Mm -hmm. Like, I was... um, God, I've got to bake this up so hard to make it, like, pause. Like, like, I don't want to give away anyone's identities. Um, But I was out on a date with somebody who'd been involved with a friend of mine years ago. And... 
like I totally got caught up in it and I was like really what happened and and he was like well you know this and this happened and so I pulled this move and I'm like oh my god she loves that move (laughs) (laughs) like legitimate because I like I were close and I know what she likes like what her dislikes are and what her likes are in the bedroom probably much more than any man does right and so like I think that's legitimate. Like, I think that I could legitimately be like, oh, yeah, totally. She's good in the bedroom. She's good in the bedroom. She's, she's a switch, so it could go one way or the other. Like, I I definitely know my girlfriends and could say whether or not they were good in bed. That's amazing. <laughs> I think I could tell you which one of... I think there's a few amount of girls that I could tell you who's good in bed. I couldn't tell you who any of my guy friends are good in bed. Because all the guys are going to be like, yeah, it was so good, and blah, 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 right. blah. Right, yeah. They're all going to be like, whoa, we were great. Mm. I, th- I love our straight man boys. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was so good, bro. So good. Football. Football. <laughs> fucking, fucking love bitches and tits, bro. <laughs> That's what they sound like. You can cast me <laughs> in a straight show. I could blend in. Me too. <laughs> you bitch. So um, then we go into... Can that be the poll for today? Do you think you're good in bed? Do you think you're good in bed? We'll put that up on Twitter. Boom. Follow us on Twitter. We swear on Chanel. What up? So um, then Carrie runs into her next flame, which I think it was the worst acting that Sarah Jessica Parker has ever done. Oh. So dude accidentally flicks his cigarette and it hits her, which if it hit her even for a second, it was not going to hurt that badly for that long. Mm. She just overacted the fucking hell out of it oh my god it hurt what was that oh i felt like a bee stung me it was bad stage acting like because stage versus film are two different entities true because on stage you have to just exaggerate a couple of different things just so it's seen by everybody Mm -hmm. and she was just clutching her arm for the entire thing she's like ow uh, brows furrowed the entire time just oh my god what did i thought a bee stung me everything was if, even if it was on stage, it would be too much. Yeah, it was acting 101. <clears throat> it was so... It was <sighs> tough. And so this guy's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm a smoker. Like, And she's like, Yeah, I'm a smoker too, but I'm just going to flick my cigarettes anywhere. Which I'm like, I kind of have seen you done that before, Carrie, but whatever. Um, and so he's like, Well, let me... Let me make it up to you with the cappuccino. And she's like, okay, let's go someplace outside where we can smoke. Yeah, because we're smokers. Right, because we're smokers. And so his name is Patrick, and he writes music for movies, specifically for horror movies. Bad. Bad. It seemed like he was, like, it was bad parody movies. Yeah. And it reminded me so much of Forgetting Sarah Marshall, where he's like, it's just tones. It's just ominous tones. Bong! Oh no, the killer's on the loose! Bong! <laughs> and that's all I could think of when he was talking about it. But this is another example where I'm like, that's all he is. He He's defined... We know nothing about him except for... He writes music for movies that are horror movies. And then, spoiler alert, we find out later that he's an addict. But he doesn't have a personality beyond any of that. He doesn't have personality. He has traits. Yeah. But not... Or he does things that he does. Because he yeah. works at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. He composes music. Yeah. And he's an addict. It doesn't mean he has a personality. Yeah, and he doesn't. Like, and writers forget to do that. Writers will be like, oh, here's this thing that they do to substitute for personality. Mm-hmm. Like, what they do isn't who they are. Yeah, nobody, like... 
Um, I was talking with somebody the other day about this, about how there's certain directors that don't do table work. Mm-hmm. And for... I have to kind of explain to people. For those for those of you um, who are listening that are like, uh, I'm not a theater geek. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I do work on my table. It's called eating. Yeah, right? <laughs> Me too, bitch. Me too. Um, but no, in, table, in theater, table work is basically sitting around a table and talking about your characters and what motivates them to do the actions in the play. Um, and there are certain actors, or certain actors, certain directors that just don't, don't think that that's important and they never do it. And I think that that's more important than anything else that you could ever do when you're directing something is sit down and be like, no, where is this, where is this character coming from? Mm -hmm. And I feel like maybe in television shows, there's just no time for table work. You're just like, go in there and just do it. But it should already be in there. Like the actor should be able to read the script and say, okay, yeah, I got a feel already for what this character is, what it's about. And along with the director's help can just jump into a role. But this really did feel like it wasn't it, it wasn't any of that. Like it was traits, like you said. It wasn't mm-hmm. a fully functioning character, which surprise bad writing. Which is still better than not giving them anything. True. Um, I was listening to our friends on uh, Do You Like Scary Podcast. Shout out to Caitlin and John. And they were talking about the main character, and they're like, the only thing we know about her is that she is being chased by a serial killer, hmm. and she wants to figure it out. And they don't give her anything. They gave her a relationship or two with the two other most boring characters, and they're like, listen, at this point, it'd be okay if you just gave her a hobby. Right. Does she like painting? Right. If you're not going to like give her a fully fleshed out character give her something to do right so i think that's what these people are like oh at least we're a step above beyond that right we're like we're gonna be good and we're just we're gonna we told you three things yeah his job what he does and that he's an addict yeah and he's he's just such a weird they never explain this this makes me so angry so um they go out on three dates where he doesn't kiss her good good night all three dates he doesn't do it and so she on like the third date takes the bull by the horns and kisses him and says let's go upstairs the whole thing and i was so like what the fuck they never explain that they never explain why he doesn't want to kiss her like yeah why he doesn't want to kiss her like is it because he thinks that it's sort of like an addiction and he doesn't want to jump into anything because he totally jumped into it when she pushed it so it was like Yes, what was because your problem. I think it's a weird thing that doesn't get addressed because at first he doesn't want to go on a date because he says that his sponsor says he shouldn't be dating so early on into the addicts program. Yeah, which he says eleven months. I'm like, that's a. Long they time. said later weeks, so I think Did it was they? weeks. Yeah, I don't because he's. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. He said that he had a month left, and. I don't know. It's a 12-step program? Maybe one-step program? I don't know. I don't know how that works. Uh, I thought it was weak. And then with the rest of it, they made it seem like it was a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, So maybe he just wasn't trying to get involved. He was like, oh, this date was nice. Or maybe kissing leads to fucking. And we figure out later that he's just like, oh, here's here's my thing with sex. 
So maybe that was no, it. Or maybe that was it because he just yeah. But like you can kiss somebody goodnight and not just jump into their bed. Or like a kiss maybe on the not, cheek. Maybe not in New York City. I, Ugh, that true. Might be. It's a different culture. It's true. Also, he's fucking weird as fuck. He's super weird. Also, his name was Patrick, but they also called him something else in this episode, and I never understood it. So, I I think that early on, like he said that his name was one thing and then another because he was trying to be in an Alcoholics Anonymous. Oh. And so he had made up a name or something. So I don't know. But he's weird. Um, but anyway, they end up fucking anyway. And he just like jumps up on the bed super duper excited about how awesome sex is sober. Which, yeah, that's that'll happen, bud. <laughs> like that's I, I think that it's worse when you're on something unless it's something that is like feeling enhancing. Like ecstasy. Right. Exactly. Like that. At least that's what the D.A.R.E. program taught me. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to the D.A.R.E. program. I've let them down. <laughs> I have not let them down. I still remember everything about how weed smells. That's <laughs> pretty much all I learned from that. Is that. Yeah. They, like, brought it in. They're like, this is what weed smells like. And I'm like, well, that's disgusting. That smells like every... It smells like ass. Yeah. It's awful. It still smells like ass. Still... People smoke weed. And I'm like, this is ass. Yeah. It's gross. I don't like it. Um... There is a... Um... Uh, a cream you can get at a dispensary that doesn't have THC into it mm. but it still has like the beneficial parts of marijuana into it you can use it on your neck and your joints and it just helps alleviate the pain so much and I'm like bro thank god for weed kind of want that yeah <laughs> let's go let's go visit the let's dispensary go. let's go to the dispensary after this um so Charlotte still completely and totally um Upset, upset by the fact that somebody fell asleep on her during sex that she signs herself and the rest of the girls up for a tantric sex class which every i love samantha so hard because she's like what are you i could teach that class <laughs> like right exactly what i was going to say um so they go and it is it like is tantra awkward Ew, I hate that you tried to make that work. You fucking, you tried it, and I, I applaud you for that, but that was nasty. Because it was aka awkward, but it wasn't. <laughs> aka awkward, it was just tantric awkward. It was awful. It was this little old lady who sounded like she was the sister of the marriage guy from Princess Bride. <laughs> I totally just, tantric sex is what brings us together today. And... She's so creepy, and she brings out her creepy husband, um, and then performs a two-hour hand job on him. Who has the time? No, they're taking a class. Who, Who has, has the, the time? time also, a two-hour hand job. Your dick is gonna be raw, right? I this did come up because he was in love with this hand job. Hand jobs, your name. I like hand jobs. Give it. Um, well, you know, receiving is a little bit harder when you don't have a dick. Um, but they still like to call them hand jobs. <laughs> Just hand work. Hand work. Should we call it hand work? Hand work. Um, I, I really like it because it's it gives you the opportunity to still be intimate because you're still face to face, but still getting, um, downstairs simulation. Mm-hmm. So I personally like. Do it. you feel like your partners are into hand jobs? Yeah, I feel like they are. Oh, yeah. Do you feel like they are? I think so. <laughs> uh, for, I'm not a hand job person. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, if that's where we're going to be, let's just take it to the next level. Because mm-hmm. hand jobs, I guess I've never just gotten a good hand job. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
But I'm like, oh, they're not my favorite thing. But my absolute favorite is knowing that I do give good hand jobs because I have made different people orgasm strictly through hand jobs. And like it was intense things. Nice. And I'm like, yes. They're one, yes. yeah. Also, I'm relentless. Because you know how you're supposed to slow down a little bit after like they're coming or anything? I just keep going for oh it. Oh my god, that's so it's just mean. much more intense. Yo, oh man. That's mm. mean. That's so yes, I mean maybe for a dude it's not that big of a deal, but for a woman it's like No for guys. Stop it back. For guys too. I had I literally had someone who like gripped my hand, they're like, You fucking stop it as they're like coming and I'm like, This is amazing. Yeah. I love this part. Yeah, I literally would have been like, need to back You just get punched. But like you don't fucking touch me right now. I am going through something. Oh my god, it's my absolute favorite. Oh uh, yeah. I like it. That's so great. I'm glad that you give good hand jobs. Thanks. That makes me happy. <laughs> I love it. So, um, back in awkward Patrick land, uh, he tells Carrie after a week and a half of dating that he loves her. And he's insistent that he loves her. Even though she's like, dude, no, you don't. And she's like, all right, we need to take a, we need to take a minute. We can hang out next week. Call me tomorrow. But I'm going upstairs by myself right now. I'm done. We're done. This is finished. Um, and goes upstairs. Goes to bed. Middle of the night. He's screaming her name with a beer in his hand in the middle of the street. So 11 weeks like slash months sober. And he has ruined it in one night because she didn't say I love you back after a week and a half. Like, dude is already off the rails. Like, you shouldn't have had sex with him at all. He's just... Freaking sad. His sponsor was right. <laughs> yeah. His sponsor was right. He shouldn't have been dating. He shouldn't have been dating for probably two years. Yeah. While well, he figures his stuff out, make sure that he's good, and then start working relationships. You can't be in a relationship if you haven't got yourself figured out. Yeah. It's really hard to do that. Exactly. It's just- Especially throwing the fact that it, you're an addict. Like, that's, that's going to that's gonna be a struggle. Yeah. Exactly. It's not going to be great. So, um... Yeah, he, like, ends up taking off all of his clothes and just, like, starts running buck naked through the street. And that's pretty much the end of the episode. I need me a freak like that. No, you don't. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. I don't I don't think it would be fun. I think you would be like, leave me the fuck alone. You're correct. <laughs> One thing that I did notice in this episode is when Charlotte asked the other girls to go to this tantric sex workshop with her. For some reason, the energy was weird. And I'm like, these girls aren't friends. They're all, f- and then you yeah. pointed out, I'm like, they're all friends with Carrie. Yeah. And because of that, they all hang out together. But these girls individually don't like them. Yeah, they don't like each other. And I, it, the funny part about that is I think that that's a whole, that's another reason why um, a lot of girls want to say that they're the Carrie. Is because they want everybody to be friends with them and not necessarily friends with everyone else. I can feel that. Yeah. Do you think Carrie uses that? Absolutely, she does. What do they talk about when Carrie's not there? Can we have a probably episode? Carrie? What do you think Carrie's doing? Why is Carrie late? Why? Is uh, I'm so glad Carrie that Carrie's in a good blah 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 blah. Yeah, well, and we get like a peek of that at the end of this the series when she goes to Paris. Mm. And yeah, that's all they talk about is her. Mm. Yeah, they're crazy. That's annoying. It is super annoying. Um, so next, um, next episode up is season two, episode 17, 20 something girls versus 30 something women. So we'll be putting it up on our social media, probably on Wednesday about what's the, the largest age difference that you have personally dated. 
And so we'll go ahead and throw that up. And you can answer us right now if you want to at I couldn't help the podcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at We Swear on Chanel. And we can also accept anonymous questions from the whatever account. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, but that's up on all of our social media as well. So like us on Facebook and it can help a podcast. Just love us all over the damn place because we are amazing. Love us to our face too. Yeah. I could always use some face loving. You can, yes. I'm always open to face loving and also like just words of affirmation via Facebook Messenger is cool too. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's always the best. So um, until next time, you guys. Always wear a condom. Bye. Bye.